bold, credible, and fearless journalism. That is what we stand for. Duty bearers and citizens know that they'll be asked the hard questions to bring out the truth. That is what we expect of us. It is this commitment to tell truth to power that sets us apart because we will hold the feet of leadership to the heat of accountability. My name is Evans Metzen, and this is Joy News. Fearless, independent, and credible. We believe in lower taxes as a government for industry, and we are working as is aggressively with the GRA and to be cemented with the standing committee of the Mutual Prosperity Dialogue. We've got reactions from the business community as well as a tax expert on that. And on the Joy Business Van, Dr. Kwabinasan is on a mission to get Ghanaian mothers patronized locally produced baby cereal. The Joy Business Van tracks how well it's doing. We've got details of these plus many more coming your way all in a moment. Please stay. For your company, I am Pius Kujobaka. Let's now look at our stories. And government is hoping to spend a total of 226.7 billion cities in 2024. This will represent 21.6% of the GDP. Speaking in parliament during the 2024 budget presentation a while ago, Finance Minister Ken Oforiata explained that the projection reflects a reduction of 6.1 percentage points of GDP in total expenditures relative to the outstanding in 2022. Mr. Speaker, total expenditure is projected at 226.7 billion, 21.6% of GDP. This projection reflects a reduction of 6.1 percentage points of GDP in total expenditure commitment basis compared to the outturn in 2022. This large decrease comes from the combination of fiscal consolidation efforts of 4.9 percentage points of DGP, reflecting an adjustment in revenue by 1.1 percentage point and primary expenditure by 3.9 percentage points of GDP. Touching on macroeconomic targets, it said the government is now targeting an overall real GDP growth of 2.8 percent in 2023. Mr. Speaker, 
Based on the overall macroeconomic objectives and the medium-term targets, the fully macroeconomic targets are set for the 2024 fiscal year. Overall real GDP growth of at least 2.8%, non-oil real GDP growth of at least 2.1%, and period inflation rate of 5.0%, primary balance on commitment basis of a surplus of 0.5% of GDP, and gross international reserve to cover not less than three months of imports. Mr. Speaker, the 2024 and medium-term some eight tax reliefs aimed at helping the private sector. Inability requires that we improve our tax ratios significantly. structural reforms and tax reliefs needed to immediately All right, so let's interrogate this Yes, um, can you hear me, please? Loud and which has built up into you know, a deficit of about, you know, 60.1 billion, you know, Ghana cities. And uh, I asked myself, um, how are we going to finance, you know, this, you know, a budget deficit? Because that is where, you know, the, the, the problem is. At the end of the day, once the budget is being read, you just have to look at the the, the, the expenditure in excess of the the revenue that government intends to generate. Um, the numbers have been jumped all right, but the margins of revenue wasn't, uh, sorry, the margins on the expenditure jump wasn't the same as that of the, you know, um, revenue. Mm. So you ask yourself, um, 
with the kind of economy we find ourselves in, how is government going to finance this huge deficit that has been created? And that should be a cause to worry in a sense that um, if I look at the uh, somewhere table 11, um, there's an indication of, you know, financing domestic. I mean, all the budget deficits. Mm. And you ask yourself, how is this going to bring interest rate down? A situation where we have been drumming of crowding out effects, you know, over the past, I mean, few months. And um, as far as uh, you know, that your financing sources have been blocked. I was expecting mm-hmm. a budget that will have almost mm-hmm. closed, you know, I mean, re- budget deficit for which, you know, the IMF proposed about 0%, you know, budget deficit. What we've done well is an improvement on the previous year's um, budget deficit. But as far as your financing sources are limited, you don't create avenue for too much avenue for financing. 60.1 billion. You're asking yourself, how are we going to finance this, you know, uh, from the domestic market? So, and that, uh, that, of course, leads me to my next question, whether the budget really gives an indication that gradually we are overcoming the economic challenges and thus turn to the corner has been alluded by the finance minister. Do you think so in a minute? Well, the term uh, turning the corner, I think it's too early. Um, from where I sit, I won't use that term when, you know, I mean, inflation is above, you know, interest on investment. Mm. Um, if in- inflation is above interest on investment, um, then it means real value of investment is negative. So at what point did we turn the corner? We can only turn the corner when, you know, per his projections, you could see we are targeting inflation somewhere around, you know, um, 15% by the end of 2024. Mm. At the same time, average interest rate in the monetary policy rate in the economy, we are targeting somewhere 15% as well by the end of 2024. That is when we can comfortably say that we've turned the corner because at that point, real value on investment is almost zero. And that is, you know... I mean, going into the positive side. So uh, looking at the financing bit, uh, prepare my projections. I don't think interest rate structures are going to come down any moment from now. And uh, it's a cause to worry in an economy of that sort. Mm. Uh, looking at the, uh, the proposals on projects that have been lined out, clearly you could see government wants to still hold on to business, you know, without, you know, looking into the situation for the economy to be transferred to the private sector. All right. Uh, the crowding out effect still lingers on if you look into the budget clearly. And uh, I don't foresee any moment from now that interest rates are going to come, come down, down uh, on All the right. market. All right. Thank you very much, Professor Lord Mensah, for your input. This very uh, We are indeed grateful to you. Let's also interrogate the tax bid about the 2024 budget. Helping us to do so is a tax analyst, Gordon um, Dade, Associate Director of Tax at KPMG for more. And thanks so much, sir, for joining me on Business Life. How relevant are these eight taxes to the business communities and, of course, individuals, you would say? Uh, thank you, Pius. Um, and uh, I, I, I also add my voice to what Prof. Lord said. I mean, to our viewers, um, thank you for making time to view this evening. Yes, just to say that, look, uh, this 
release that government has actually introduced or uh, announced today mm. is not really a departure from what we saw in our pre-budget survey. So during our pre-budget survey, before this budget, we, we did some survey where we interviewed a number of businesses and asked them some of the proposals and tax um, initiatives they want government to prioritize in 2024. And it was quite clear that businesses are not looking for uh, government to introduce new taxes, but rather to, I mean, maybe review some of the policies that we have. And we've seen that in this budget, as you've already said, eight tax reliefs have, have been announced. One of such reliefs for me, which is very important, is the one that we are extending the tax um, exemption for the for the um, African prints. Okay. Where once you African prints, you are not going to pay taxes and VAT on, on them in the local market. For me, I think that is very important. I mean, when you look at the U.S. economy, for instance, in the 17th century, where um, Sir Isaac, Isaac Singer transformed that economy even through the garment industry alone. So for me, I think the garment industry is very important. We need to really pay special attention to that side. Maybe in future, we should even look at how to give a permanent exemption to players in that sector and how to spare growth through that uh, exemption. Um, also, if you look at um, the minimum wage side, even for individuals, mm. there's some also for minimum wage. And I believe that even as employees, uh, employees will see some little relief when it comes to their tax side. So broadly, I see the tax reliefs in, in three categories. One that is going to boost production uh, from the side of the release for businesses. Ones that is going, to, ones that are going to uh, look at the sustainability issues that we are experiencing. You know, globally, there's a lot of talk about sustainability and ESG. And if you look at some of the reliefs that we are going to have for the um, the motor vehicle industry, for example, they talk about release for SKD and then the CKD, where the semi-knockdown vehicles. I mean, once you import them, there's there's that uh, relief or exemption on on the import duties. And I think that is very important because we need to look at how we can operate sustainably as a, as a country, how to move away from all the carbon emissions and things that we are seeing. So those are very good policies. And also on the plastic side, we, uh, government is intending to review some of the taxes there. And that will help us to manage some of the impact of the environmental issues on, on, our, on our economy. Right. And so for me, the one that is also important is also the, um, the informal sector, where government is looking at also restructuring that side and also bringing some simplified transition for that side. We've always been talking about how to widen the tax net and the informal sector is one area that we have to pay attention to. So I'm quite, quite happy that government is going to look at that side, but we'll have to wait to see what the tax returns and what the reforms are going to be come 2024. Indeed, uh, we have to look at that space as well. But in a minute, if you can do that for me, I will be really appreciative of that. And from what you say, do you think government could have, you know, um, introduced more uh, tax reliefs looking at the list of um, uh, tax exemptions the business community presented to the finance ministry? Mm. Yeah, so, so as, as um, Prof. Lord mentioned earlier, if you look at government expenditure, that's about $227 billion. Mm. And uh, if you look at the, the revenue target, it's, it's actually lower. So um, although business are calling for more tax reliefs or more tax exemptions, you also have to look at your expenditure profile and see whether if you do, if you continue to reduce the taxes, whether you are going to get the revenues you need to get, I mean, for, for, for your uh, planned projects in 2024. So again, I mean, we, we expect, I mean, people expected some of those tax reliefs, but I think government has also shown some sign of confidence by giving aid. Let's wait to see what happens next year, whether some new ones will come. All right. Maybe in the- 
Thank you very much, Gordon Daddy. Uh, he's an associate director of tax um, at KPMG, speaking to us there on the tax bid. Of course, let's now engage the business community who happens to um, benefit directly when it comes to tax reliefs. And joining us via Zoom as well is the president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Dr. Joseph Obeng, for more on that. Thanks so much, sir, for joining me as well on Business Night. Your impression about the budget and some tax reliefs granted, um, are you satisfied? Dr. Bing, I'm asking you whether you are satisfied with the eight new tax uh, reliefs granted by the finance minister. Our main demands as traders were not met. As you know that um, we are so clear with our demands uh, um, from the trading community. We're demanding that COVID levy should be removed. We're demanding that the special import levy also be removed. And then we're demanding also that the... VAT, as it is now, should be uh, restructured to ensure conducive operation by the uh, business um, community. And all these were not met. Even though we admit that um, there have been um, a tax reliefs for some industry players um, in the car industry, that's an electric um, assembling cars here, and then local car vehicle manufacturers, African print manufacturers, sanitary pad manufacturers, and agric machinery, which are all very good for a section of the industry. But for the trading sector and the fact that we have been complaining about high cost of doing business, our inability to clear our goods from the port, our inability to even um, comply with the VAT and all that were not met. Uh -huh. All right. So, uh, what then does that mean to you going forward? Because uh, nothing can be done about it, really. Uh, so it means that the status quo still remains. What does that mean? And that, um, yeah, um, the same old pro uh, problem persists, and that we have to find a way to contend with. Um, you know, we still have to contend with uh, utility bills. It was also not mentioned that we are finding a way to um, reduce it. So all the major problems um, confronting um, traders are still remain. The challenges that we are going to have with GRE concerning um, um, compliance of the VAT is going to even persist. And uh, it means that um, for us, the trading community, the importing community, um, we did not have much. Yeah, we did not. Uh, our expectations were not met. Uh, but I've told you also that we recognize and uh, appreciate the fact that some industry play, uh, players also got some reliefs, especially those in the agri sector, the agri manufacturing uh, machinery is going to help all of us in terms of food productivity. Then the the. Uh, sanitary part production is also going to be enhanced. So local manufacturing is going to um, uh, have uh, some advantage, as well as our women food, who are going to also have advantage in the price. Uh, if only the price, uh, price uh, it will transfer to downward prices for, for them, then it's also going to help. The car industry, um, especially the locally, the locally manufactured, are still... Uh, having the advantage of some reliefs. And then the, those who are printing, having the uh, African print and all that. So at least 
some um, industry players have also gotten some respite of uh, tax relief. And um, that, mm. that is welcome for them. But for us, the traders, the high cost of doing business at the port, the extortive rates of the um, um, clearance of goods, uh, the, um, high, uh, the many um, uh, cost items at the port still remain. And so uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and then um, confront the issues as they uh, unfold. All right. Thank you very much, President of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Dr. Joseph Obeng, for your time this very uh, on Business Life. You're still watching Business Life. We've got the business van for you after this break. Every day, people have money in agencies. Ma, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mama, Mama chop money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top, my freedom. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop money. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. You are your own person, unique, one of a kind, special. That's why you deserve everything tailored to suit your particular taste, your preference, your needs. Just like MTN Just For You. You can get customized offers tailored to who you are. Dial star 141 hash or use the MyMTN app to get to choose from a variety of offers made just for you. Hello, welcome back. Many parents want to give their children the most delicious and nutritious um, baby food possible. Now, this impulse has led to significant growth in the baby food market in recent years. With a pilot stage complete in Ghana, Chief Executive of From Home Food Processing, Dr. Kwame Nassan, 
is hoping to connect with consumers and get them to appreciate his locally made baby cereal, Sanaba. He is the, of course, we bring you the concluding part of our feature on his business in today's episode of the Joy Business Van. The Joy Business Van is brought to you by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank, and MTN, everywhere you go. It's been close to two years since Dr. Kwamna Asan relocated to Ghana to start his baby cereal business. Uh, I realized mothers were looking for something healthy, but then they had no option than to just pick what, what was on the market. So I realized if we could bring something that is healthy, the parents were going to accept. So initially we just gave sample to people to try and they were like, how are we going to get this to buy? Where are we going to get it to buy? Then we just made them aware that it's something that is in the pipeline. Though it is a baby cereal, Sanaba has become an option for adults who want to eat healthy because of its benefits. The grains contain elements that are very vital to our health. For example, quinoa. Quinoa has all the nine amino acids the body cannot produce on its own. We all need amino acid that is from protein, but the, the body cannot produce that. But quinoa can give you all the nine. And uh, Aside that, you know, uh, anti-inflammatory and uh, antioxidants, these are very vital in fighting diseases like cancer. ingredients Kwamna takes me through the production process all right so locally others like quinoa are imported after the grains are dried, they go through the baking process and then sent to the mill. So the reason we take it back to the baker after milling is we need to make sure that it has no infections, no germs. So we keep it in the baker. We sterilize it for like 20 minutes at 200 degrees Celsius. Once we are done with that, we take it to the packaging site. We make sure we package it hot. Uh, we don't want any organism to get in touch with the products after it has been placed in the packaging machine. We package it, we label it, and we are ready to go. Sonaba baby cereal is at its pilot stage with two varieties, fish and carrot. So the piloting has been targeting the local market, uh, targeting the international market, so it's like a survey type. We give, people give us feedback, then we find out how we can supply to them. So we first went to the market to Makola. We spoke with some few shops. We had discussion and their tries went well. We also spoke to pharmacies and some shops. Uh, and to be frank, it's been awesome. Kwamna says feedback has been good so far. 
The feedback is, I took it and in just two weeks I'm seeing my child just becoming heavy. The feedback is I'm diabetic, but when I take this product, my sugar level is controlled. The feedback is I'm an older person, but when I take this product, what I realize is I sleep well in the night. The, 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 the feedback are the fathers are taking over the food and they are not allowing the babies to eat it. So it's been awesome. When they, they, some like the fish, others like the carrots, so it's, it's like the taste buds are different. Now that the pilot phase is almost complete, Kwamna wants to take the baby cereal production to another level. As a beginner, it's not easy. You, you need a financial cushion. All, all this while has been myself. Everything from machinery to... So financing of this project is, is huge and we need people to come together to partner with us. You can do all this by yourself. So that is one challenge. Two is marketing. And the, the Ghanaian market, it takes time for them to accept a new product. But I can say we've done well over the year because for a new product to get such a feedback is, is awesome. With the current equipment Kwamna has invested in, from home food processing and packaging, can produce 1,000 tins a week. That's with just one man manning the equipment. From home food is already eyeing neighboring countries as it works to expand its market reach. Kwamna is also considering other healthy cereals aside from the baby food. When the idea came for the baby food, I didn't have the resources, so I stopped. But I then took on uh, Tom Brown there in China. So that's what happened. While the Tom Brown was moving, I came up with a, a meal for people who have osteoarthritis. That is a bone problem. And then I have a recipe for diabetics. So what we are looking at is we'll be coming up with a diabetic meal very soon. Then as time goes on, we'll introduce the the one for the for the bone. So Sanaba is just a starter in Ghana. People should expect more from, from home. We, we really aim to stay and they should expect good quality and affordable nutritious product from us.